got through that mess. First, I would like to welcome Shannon and Courtney. They are joining us um, to tell us a little bit about the Festival of the Sun and the Moon. Uh, and so I guess we'll start with you, Shannon. You could tell us just a little bit about yourself, um, and then we can get in a little bit to the involvement of the uh, Sun and Moon. Sounds great. Well, thank you, first of all, for having us today. Anytime. Anytime. Um, I'm Shannon Raleigh. I'm the communication director at the Old Town Commercial Association. We're the organization that puts on the Festival of the Sun and Festival of the Moon. Okay. And also, Old Town Oktoberfest is another very well-known event that we do. Okay. Um, and I'm here with Courtney. She's one of our interns. Very okay. wonderful Hello. MSU student interns that we love and can't live without. They're hardworking, aren't they? <laughs> yes. I know. <laughs> I'm one of them. I know all about it. <laughs> Put them to work. Um, okay, well, tell us a little bit, I guess, uh, how did you first get involved in the Sun and Moon? Or, or you work for Old Town, I guess, more than you do for the... How did you get involved with Old Town? Um, I actually just graduated from MSU in 07 and interned during my senior year at the Old Town Commercial Association. Okay. Um, and through my internship, I planned and helped plan a lot of the events and then I was lucky enough to get hired full-time, and so now Old Town is my life. <laughs> I see. I see. Tell us a little bit about Sun and Moon. Um, they are two festivals coming up this weekend. Festival of the Moon is Friday night. Um, it's one of the shortest nights of the year. You should make it count at our festival. <laughs> um, we're featuring Bell's Beer. Um, we'll have four different types of bells on tap, and we'll also have Sangria. Okay. Um, we have three different musical acts, Sam Corbin, Saving Jane, um, which Citadel is bringing in, as well as Huckster, who's doing a special reunion show for us. Huckster. I think I've heard that before. Um, that's on Saturday, you said? That's on Friday. Friday, okay. Yep, and, from 6 to 11. And maybe we could tell everyone here, as well as the listeners, how the Sun and Moon is split up. Festival of the Moon is on Friday night from 6 to 11, and then Festival of the Sun is a separate event on Saturday from 2 to 10. Okay, so they're not in correlation with each other, other than they're just events one night and one in the day they're in the same spot okay one's friday one saturday you can buy a weekend pass to go to both events um they just kind of have a separate focus okay tell us a little bit about what uh what other events are going on other than the uh the beer and the adult beverages uh that are happening on friday night on Friday, like I said, we have the music. We also have um, two food vendors. We have Bernadine Soul Food, which is an old town restaurant, as well as Taqueria Numero Uno coming in for some Mexican food. So it should be a lot of good eats on Friday night. All right. And you took Spanish because that sounded very authentic. <laughs> Thank you. I was trying to practice. <laughs> You're like, that's four years of Spanish. Finally, it's coming. Help me out. Um, and I guess, uh, how did the sun and the moon thing start? I mean, was it just somebody's idea, or is it giving local people to... You know, tell us how it began. Well, the um, reason they're called Sun and Moon Festival is because they go around the summer solstice, which is June 21st. Right. Um, and festivals in general started in Old Town because Old Town, 5, 10, 15 years ago, was a very... Um, desolate place. There wasn't a lot of people down there, lots of boarded up buildings, and some artists moved into the area and decided that they wanted to revitalize it. So they had festivals a couple days a year to really bring people to the area, show them what a great spot it was, and to make it look lively, even if it was only for a couple days. Gotcha. Courtney, yes. why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do as an intern? Hmm, I do a lot. Um, I came on the scene in January, right around the time that IKEA came in to do their big makeover in Old Town. Okay. So did a lot of stuff with that in the beginning, and then started with the festivals. We did a lot of um, 
sponsorship searching, grant applications, stuff like that. Um, I work on the monthly newsletter, write it, help to edit it, and deliver it. Uh, I do a lot on the website, just kind of update it. Um, festivals, I am the volunteer coordinator, which, by the way, we are still looking for some volunteers on okay. Saturday night. All right. There's, um, well, we need volunteers to help us serve beer and wine to the patrons. So we have two shifts that are open. The first is 4.30 to 7.30, and then the second is 7.30 to 10.30. Okay. So we love our volunteers for helping out. Um, I helped to coordinate the Taste and Tour of Old Town in April, which is kind of a, it was a progressive food sampler and loft tour event. And then I worked on the Old Town Art Market, which was at the end of May. Okay. So I've been a busy bee. <laughs> and do you sweep floors and vacuum? I mean, Sometimes. All right. We do. We did some gardening in the spring. Okay. That was a big thing. So, Very hands-on job. <laughs> okay. I was just say, so Shannon gets to kind of put her feet up while you run around. And no, 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 no. <laughs> We're right there with her. You're like, don't get yeah. me wrong. I'm working. Um, uh, tell me a little bit about what uh, would be a motivation for the volunteers to come and Well, help. they receive a volunteer T-shirt, which is great. Okay. And they get half off into the um, into the festival after their work shift. Okay. So you kind of volunteer, and then you get half of your admission. You can enjoy yourself. Okay. Now I was on the website, and uh, first of all, the noise of the pop <laughs> I think is awesome. I gotta tell you, every time you click a page, you hear a pop like a wine bottle popping. I thought that was really, really good. Uh, as well as the uh, curtain style sun and moon that's split out. So good, uh, good job on the web design. Um, where, what, uh, what is the cause, and where do, where does the money go? Um, all of these events are fundraisers for the Old Town Commercial Association. So the money goes back into our association, and we work to revitalize the area. We do everything from beautification to other events. Um, I mean, pretty much anything that you can think of. We work with our businesses. We're very, very close with our businesses. We put out the newsletter, like Courtney said, just do our best to keep Old Town in everybody's mind and make it the best place it can possibly be. That's cool. Now, is Old Town separate from Lansing? Is it kind of its own little community, or it's, it's it has a Lansing address? Yep, you put Lansing. It's a neighborhood in Lansing. Okay. Yep. All right. Very cool. Um, what? Uh, tell us a little bit about Saturday because okay. we went through Friday, and I noticed that Saturday seemed to have a lot more, a lot, or I should say, a lot less beer and a lot more wine. It had more of an emphasis on wine. Uh, maybe tell us a little bit about that, some of the vendors that are going to be there, those kinds of things. Definitely. Saturday is a beer, wine, and gourmet food tasting event. Okay. Um, this year we're actually doubling the size. We'll also have two stages, a main stage and an acoustic stage. Um, five food vendors. They are restaurants and caterers from the Lansing area. They're all wonderful. Um, and then we have 26 different wine and beer vendors coming that day. Wow. From We have about 10 from Michigan, and then the rest are from all over the country and around the world. Um, so that's a very cool event. There are um, 14 wine tables and 12 breweries that are coming. So it's about half and half wine and beer. So whichever one you're interested in trying, maybe both, definitely a good event for you. Okay. And... Uh for the nominal cost, then that allows you, that gets you into the event itself, and then you're free to kind of roam around and try everything. Is that how it works? Yep. Um, you pay your admission fee, okay. and you can find out what that is on our website, Very which good. is festivalofthesun.com. Excellent. And um, so you pay the admission fee that gets you in the tent. It also gets you a souvenir glass. That actually works for both events. For Festival of the Moon on Friday, you get a pint glass with your admission. 
for Festival of the Moon on Saturday, you get a wine glass that you take home with you. Okay. Um, it also gets you a couple food and drink tickets, and once you've spent those, then you have to buy additional tickets to taste more items. Okay. That's cool. I like that. Uh, where? What is the location of this event? It's on the corner of Turner and Grand River Avenue, right in the heart of Old Town. Okay. And it starts exactly when on Friday? Six o'clock. Till? 11 p.m. All right. And Saturday, it's in the same location. Correct. From? 2 o'clock until 10 p.m. 2 o'clock until 10 p.m. All right. Now, provided that, uh, well, let's just get into a hypothetical here. <laughs> let's say that Dedestin, your show host, went to this uh, uh, event, which I probably am going to go to, and uh, bought maybe a little bit too many tickets. Uh, what would be my options for having a safe ride home? Well, we will definitely have all the numbers to the different cab companies on okay. hand, as well as a new business. It's Pedicabs. Okay. Um, I don't know if you've seen them around town, but it's guys on bikes pulling people around. They're awesome. We'll have their number as well. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if let's it's a short ride. <laughs> let's explore Pedicabs for just one <laughs> one second. I have not seen them around, so it's 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 somebody pulling someone around on a little trailer. Yes, thing. you'll see them all over the place in big cities like New York, um, and they're just coming to Lansing. It's very cool, very fun. Has to anyone do. else here seen a pedicab in Lansing? <laughs> Not in Lansing, Chicago. Oh, Chicago. Yeah. Wow. All right. Um, Lansing's up and coming. <laughs> I see. Uh, yeah, I imagine that's only something that happens in the summertime. But uh, all right, pedicabs. Um, I might have to go just to try one of those out. Um, uh, let's see. What else? Anything else on Saturday that you didn't cover? As far as what's is there anything there for children, or is this primarily an adult event? Um, Impression 5 Science Center will be there from 2 to 6, and they're kind of setting up a booth to entertain the children. Okay. Um, Friday night is strictly 21 and over, All but right. Saturday you can bring, it's more family-friendly because they will be there, and you can... Or after 6 p.m., everyone has to be 21 and older. But during the afternoon, you're welcome to bring kids. And there will be non-alcoholic drinks and stuff and food and music. So Okay. Um, is that a scenario where you can kind of let your kids play there and then go to some of the other events or the parents would stay with their children? It's not like a, a room they can, like a daycare type thing? We don't want them to leave them, you know, right. for a couple hours. If they want to go, you know, run and grab something, that's fine. But it's definitely not a babysitter right. per se. No. All right. And this is getting into why I am not a father. Because <laughs> I'm like, where can I just leave them so I can go have a good time? Um, okay, so cool. Impression 5 will be there as well. Um, do the the volunteers, they have to also be 21? Because no, you just have to be over 18 because you're serving alcohol. Okay, so over 18. Yes. So there you go. Anybody who would be interested in um, helping out the website, once more, one more time is... It's festivalofthesun.com. Festivalofthesun.com. That starts on Friday and Saturday. And is there anything else that either one of you would like to add about any special guests you're having or any any gem of a of a <laughs> other than the, the wonderful reasons to come? Any little things that we haven't covered that you people would want to know? Um, I think we've covered most of it. Um, okay. If there's anything else that people are interested in, again, go to the website or give our office a call. Our phone number is 485-4283. Um, and I would also just like to put a plug out there. Thank you so much to all our sponsors. Courtney made mention of it. Um, Spartan Motor Mall is our signature sponsor for the events. We couldn't do it without them. Okay. Um, and we have a bunch of other sponsors um, you'll see at the event and on our website. And also, um, something that we're doing new this year for Friday night's Festival of the Moon um, is offering up a private party option. Okay. 
It's um, a private party. You pay a fee, and it gets you a table under the VIP tent for eight. Okay. You get the eight entrance passes, eight VIP passes. The table is right next to the stage. You're kind of in your own little area. You don't have to fight people for a table at the event. Um, you also have a separate entrance, so you don't have to wait in line. And most importantly, in my opinion, a separate bathroom. Aha! Yes. Okay. That's the um, golden ticket. So if you're interested in that, we have that on Friday for Festival of the Moon and a couple left for Festival of the Sun. Okay. Um, and you also get 160 food and drink tickets. Okay. Which is 20 per person, which should get people pretty set. Right. For the evening. <laughs> Sounds like it. Um, okay, and that would be available on the website to. Correct. Okay, under under tickets and all that. Um, I guess really quickly, parking. Um, is there is parking nearby? What's the best You're way? On your own. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. Streets of Old Town are open. There will be parking on Turner Street. Um, the Xander's Old Town Brewery. Their parking lot will be available, but basically. Figure it out. Spot. Yep. Okay. All right. I didn't know if maybe there was something set up. There'll be signs. I'm imagining yeah. about where it is and everything. Oh well, yeah. So. Yep. You can also try parking downtown and walking down the river trail, which will get you right to our event as well. All right. Or take a pedicab, maybe. Right. Hey, Certainly. how about that? All right. Well, thank you, Shannon and Courtney, for being here once again. And lastly, it is Festival of Sun and Moon. It is this Friday night and this Saturday day, and I guess early night. So. Uh, if you're interested in that, you know the website. We're going to take a quick, quick break. You're listening to Exposure on the Impact, and I'm DeDestin. We'll be right back. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. At the football game, Jim shows the telltale signs of being wasted. He starts flexing for the camera. He refers to his muscles as gunboats. He screams, how's this for a halftime show? Jim streaks the field. It's easy to tell if you've had way too many to drive. But what if you've had just one too many to drive? Never underestimate just a few. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, the Ad Council, and this station. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, Prime where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Sunday nights, check out Sit or Spin from 8 to 10 p.m., where you can voice your opinion on what new music we play here on the Impact. Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, the Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now... Back to exposure. All right, welcome back. Uh, thank you to Shannon and Courtney. Um, the room, the room gets emptier as we go. Uh, Robin is here. He's joining us uh, in regards to the Riverbank powwow that is going on on uh, at the Riverfront Park this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, the twentieth through the twenty-second. Okay, which is our ninth annual powwow, and uh, this year. Um, We'll kick off at noontime. Okay. We, we'll have a, uh, an open drum and some dancers to begin uh, the program on Friday afternoon. Uh, the, the, we thought that would be a good time to get the lunch crowd out from the downtown area, the government employees and the LCC. And then from then on, the vendors are available for their uh, for their for their arts and crafts for the pu- for the public. And then uh, we go into the Friday evening session where we have a community potluck. All the community members are invited. And then 6.30 we have an open drum where we have some uh, dancers and some drum music with some drums there to begin the weekend uh, celebration. Okay. Um, 
tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you, uh, what do you do? How did you get involved with this? That what I do, I'm the uh, executive director of the Native American Arts Council. We were founded in 86 as a nonprofit group to promote the Michigan Woodland Indian Arts and Crafts okay. uh, of Michigan. And the people, the people of the three fires, as we're known, is uh, the Ottawa's, the Chippewas, and the Potawatomi Indian tribes of Michigan. Okay. So historically, uh, those were the tribes of Michigan that were founded uh, that you find. Uh, this powwow. Uh, the traditional power that we sponsor is, is a family activity for the community, um, for both the non, for the native community and also non-native community, and we try to make this a family fun activity to learn about the Native American culture and its contributions to society in today's society. In addition to enrich the lives of our of, of our community, both the non-natives and natives. Okay. Um, you said it was the seventh annual, ninth, annual. ninth annual. Okay. Right. And ninth annual. how did that? How did this originally get started? What was the idea base? Well, the idea uh, they've always have had in Lansing. Uh, in the past, we've had a Native American Indian Center, and they had a powwow sponsored every year. And when the Indian Center folded, we kept it going. The powwow. Okay. It, because. Um, for a, uh, the, the meaning of a powwow is, is a social gathering for Native peoples, but also for the public to get an understanding of, of the Native peoples and their ways, especially in the area of dance, music, arts, and foods. Okay. And uh, I was, uh, again, on the webpage, and I'm gonna, I'll am gonna i say that to everybody because I was on all of your webpages. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw some pictures from years past, right? and um, you're out there in full... Get up, right? For you, regalia. Yeah. yeah. What is it called again? Regalia. Regalia. Yeah. Okay. Not costumes, not outfits, or what have you, um, but regalia. I knew that they weren't called costumes, and that's right. why I said get up, because right. I wasn't sure what the word was. Mm-hmm. Why is it called that? It, it, it's because uh, in in each person's, and when they make their uh, regalia, it, it's personalized. It's individualized. They they use feathers. They use beadwork that's reflective of the, the floral designs and animals and right. what have you. And, and they put that on to their, uh, to their uh, regalia. Okay. Because um, when, when we think of costumes and outfits, it's kind of like clowns and, you know, yeah. those type of things. Right. Um, it's a it's a starting noon on Friday and it goes right. all weekend. It goes all weekend. Okay. And the grand entries, uh, where the formal dancing begins with the drum. Okay. Drumming is on Saturday at one o'clock, and seven o'clock. Okay. And at five we have a uh, dinner break for the uh, participants, and then on Sunday uh, we have grand entry at noontime. Okay. About five. All right, great. Let me ask you what uh, what. What do you have going on for the kids? I mean, obviously, you're going to have entertainment for everybody, but yeah. anything specifically? Well, we have children thing? activity tent oh. uh, okay. where, where we do. We have an artist there that um, is doing different types of craft projects with the kids. Okay. Uh, okay. They can come there all day and do different projects, make bracelets, um, canoes. What have you? Okay, and they also maybe get to learn some dance moves. Well, yeah, because no, that the traditional dance is amazing to me. So. Yeah, well, you you have different categories of dancers doing their traditional dances, but also we have what what we call inner tribal dancers that are inviting the public to come into the uh, dance circle to dance with us. Okay, good. And that does that include people like myself who don't know how to dance? Absolutely. All right. Uh, you, you know, just as long as you got the moves. 
Uh, yeah, that's the problem. I got no moves. Uh, that's okay. I'll close my eyes and pretend nobody's laughing at me. Um, what uh, when you say the open drum? Describe a little bit about what that means. Open drum means that because we don't uh, we have a drum. We'll have a drum there, and okay. it, there's no formal of uh, there's no grand opening. When we have a grand opening, we have a, a veteran, head veteran, head male, female dancer bringing the dancers into the arena. Okay. We're not going to have that because it's just going to all be open. We'll have some drummers, drummers drumming some songs and dancers doing their dance. Okay. okay. Um, as far as the vendors are concerned, what kind of uh, food and foodstuffs will be available? Well, for the for, for the food part, Native American food, we have uh, fry bread, which is the basic staple of, of the um, Indian Powwow Trail, which is dough that we make and we deep fry. And, okay. And it's kind of like... Uh, uh, special ingredients for the bread and um they use that okay uh, so that's the main food is the fry bread but okay we have indian tacos buffalo burgers okay uh, traditional soups such as corn uh soup wild rice and buffalo chili and then um an american food okay, okay. um if someone was interested in becoming a vendor what would be the best way for them to do that uh go to our website which is riverbank powwow okay dot com all right um uh, the, there's different icons, directions to get to uh, Lansing, the Lansing uh, Riverfront Park, uh, vendor application, what have you. But we're full now with our vendors. We're oh, okay. This we're, is yeah. We're we're all. All right. Well, folks, if you're just tuning in, it's just too late. I'm yeah. sorry. I shouldn't even have brought that up. Nobody cry. You know, um, and the vendors that we have are, are are coming from all over the country, both the West and Canada. Okay, I was going to ask, are they just from the area or? Okay. They, they travel. Many of the vendors take the powwow circuit. They they travel with their artware and go to different uh, states and uh, set up a different community powwows. Okay. Um, I would like to reiterate to everybody this uh, event is at no cost. No cost. And it's free, free to the community members, free parking, well, easy access. Sounds good. Yes. Yeah, LCC Community College have uh, allowed us to use their parking ramp, which okay. is right across the park on okay. the west side. Very good. Um, so food, dancing, um, about the drums, uh, is, is that a, is it typical to be in a drum circle or is it just cause on the, and on the pictures, it looked like everybody was kind of in a circle. Yeah. That... Cause in, in, in the circle of life, okay. uh, everything's with native people, everything's in a circle. So everything reflects the circle. So when we dance, we go from the East to the West. Okay, so when we, we we build an arbor, which is right in the center of our dance circle, and that's to that's to host the drums who underneath shelter. And okay. In the traditional arbors that we build, are used with cedar poles and cedar boughs to cover the the arbor. All right. So the drummers are actually in the middle of the circle. That's right. Okay. The 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 drum reflects the mother earth, the heartbeat of mother earth. Okay. And then the dancers would be. Dancers reflecting- are. Life, life. Okay. Children, because we have all ages. We have the very young ones who are starting out to dance, and the very old ones as seniors. Okay. In between. All right. If someone wanted to, we're going to get back to my lack of any dance or rhythm skills mm-hmm. entirely. If I, if someone wanted to maybe uh, look at some of the dancing before they came so that they felt more comfortable mm-hmm. joining into the circle. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there any instruction available on your website, or what would be the best way for someone to maybe – do you know of anything offhand? Well, basically, there's not really no instructions. Um, it's just come, okay. view, participate. And we have an MC who kind of like is the host to talk, 
like kind of like what you do, do oh. Dustin, is is to keep the flow going. Oh, okay. So they, he'll he'll be Jonathan Reinhardt, who's our MC for this year's powwow. He'll be talking to the audience, and okay. then he'll start encouraging participation. So he'll make you feel good to come in. All right. So he'll keep the thing going, and he'll mm-hmm. tell you when you can come in, and he's tell you what's happening. And, exactly. All right. Play by play. Mm-hmm. And his name is Jonathan. You said Jonathan Reinhardt from Jonathan. Grand Rapids. Yeah. All right. Very good. Um, anything that we have not discussed? Um, anything special that stands out on either Saturday or Sunday that uh, it would be like considered the big hurrah? Well, no, not 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 necessarily the big hurrah because it, it's all through the weekend of uh, the dance and music uh, in the art uh, art that's available. What I will encourage is um, is uh, to bring families. Okay. Um, because we definitely want to see families there. Uh, in, in the past, we've had about ten to 12,000 people come over the weekend. Oh, my goodness. During the week. It's, it's, it's a big event, and we're hoping because the gas prices these days, the travel will be cut down and we'll have more yeah. uh, of the uh, community involved this year. Yeah, we were just talking about gas prices earlier. That's exactly right, $4 <laughs> I, a gallon. I think everybody's actually talking about <laughs> gas prices. Um, okay, so if you can ride your bike over there, that'll exactly. Help. And I also like to, uh, you know, thank your program to invite us to uh, invite me to come and talk a little bit about the powwow. Absolutely. But also, I'd like to th- uh, thank our sponsors. Please do uh, our sponsors who make this event for free because um, it is a major cultural event, mm-hmm. uh, very expensive. Uh, but we have General Motors, who's a big con- uh, contributor to okay. our program, Michigan Council for the Arts and uh, Humanities, Michigan Council for the uh, Arts and Cultural Affairs, okay. Lance Community College, okay. uh, American Indian Studies Program on campus here, right? Um, and um, City of Lansing. Okay. Uh, those are our major sponsors with some community uh, businesses donate items and gifts and what have you. Okay. Is there any openings left for volunteers or is the whole event pretty much Well, actually, we love volunteers. We love volunteers because we're a small organization with no paid staff, so all of it's volunteers. So what what we encourage those who are wanting to volunteer of all ages, come on the grounds, ask for me, Robin, or my wife, Eva, or a committee member. We do have a sign-up sheet for uh, volunteers to work throughout the weekend at times that are uh, favorable for them. Okay, Robin or Eva. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, any last minute thoughts? I mean, we know when it is. We know where where it is. We mm-hmm. know how long it's going, and we know what's going to be there. That's right. And and the thing is, what we encourage is, uh, it's for, it's for all the public. It's yeah, all all people are invited. Okay, cool. Event for families. There we go. That is the. Uh, the uh, Riverbank Powwow, located right across the street from um, LCC, right there on the river. It's a nice little area too. So yeah, it's and, beautiful. And, oh, absolutely. And, and, and what's so traditional about this powwow is the rich history of the Grand River Basin. Right. On how the native, the, the, the traveling route was the Grand, one of the main routes were the Grand River. So oh. we rekindled that interest and put it at the Grand River. Oh, I cool. Yeah, I imagine that's how they move stuff around. Yep. Okay, very cool. Well, Robin, thank you very much for your time. Uh, again, that is the Riverbank Powwow. Um, I'm your host, Destin. You are listening to Exposure on the Impact 89 FM. We're going to take a quick break and uh, be back with some more interesting stuff. Stick with us. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. For some high school students, school can be a dangerous place. A lot of gang members look at you as a gang member, too. For some, just being in school can be a struggle. I wouldn't go to school. I didn't care about what my mom said. My mom would tell me, like, what are you doing for yourself? You're not doing nothing. But despite all the obstacles, inside every high school student, 
is a graduate. People look down on you if you don't have a diploma. I want to graduate because they say I won't. Go to BoostUp.org and find out how you can help a friend, a son, a daughter finish high school. BoostUp.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Army and the Ad Council. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Tuesday nights from 8 until midnight, the Impact's Progressive Torch and Twang brings you the best in alternative country and grassroots music. Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. Uh, Ned, I hope there's no competition. <laughs> We're not adding to that competition. Welcome back. Welcome back. Sorry, everybody. Um, I'm getting talking here, and I should be paying attention to my job, which is letting you all know what's happening in and around the Lansing area. Uh, once again, this is Exposure. Now I welcome Al and Matt, and they are here to talk to us about the Summer Solstice Jazz Festival. Yes, indeed. Okay. I guess... Uh, Maybe, Matt, you can start first and uh, tell us a little bit about maybe yourself, because you said that you also have been in here uh, throwing down some information about oh, yeah. Battle of the Bands and things like that in the area. So I've been in here a couple of times. Um, right now I work for the City of East Lansing. I'm a community events assistant, so I work on things ranging from children's events. Uh, we've got Play in the Park in the summer and film festivals, and then uh, this is the big one that kind of starts the summer off. It's the Summer Solstice Jazz Festival. And I've been in, in here before because I work for the University Activities Board, okay. doing things like Battle of the Bands and film festivals and all sorts of that stuff, too. So. Okay. Now, are you a student at MSU? Just graduated in May. So. Okay, congratulations. Yeah, That's a good feeling, right, Al? <laughs> it's been a while for me, but I remember how awesome that was. Um, did that start out as an internship? Is that kind of how that got going? Uh, yeah, last year I was an intern. I kind of got promoted this year at the city, so... I'm a community events assistant now. Very cool. Well, congratulations for being done and for having a job. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I know a lot of you are done but don't have any jobs. Yeah. So that's a good news. All right, tell us um, tell us a little bit about uh, the Jazz Festival. It's the first one. Yep. Uh, yeah, first it's the event. First big event of the summer, and it's uh, a favorite, I think, of East Lansing. And it, it runs from 4.30 to 10.30, both this Friday and Saturday night. And it's presented by the city, the city of East Lansing, the Wharton Center for Performing Arts, and the MSU College of Music, along with a lot of great sponsors. And the big ones include like Liquid Web Incorporated and the Federal Credit Union, MSU Federal Credit Union, excellent, Dublin Square Chips in, and then WKAR as All well. Right. But and it's just basically two awesome evening evenings of jazz, um, starting at four and then going till ten thirty. We've got uh, bands ranging from. Hot Club of Detroit to Sonny Wilkinson, who definitely has an MSU kind of connection, and uh, especially the MSU professors of jazz, who's bringing in Sophie Millman, okay. uh, international jazz sensation, and then okay. Tumbo Bravo, kind of a Latin style jazz. Very cool. Um, welcome to the program, Al. Yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm a retired professor from the university uh, oh. six years ago. Okay. And. Uh, Got involved with jazz uh, when I was a young student at uh, Cass Tech High School in Detroit. Okay. And I've been promoter of jazz pretty much all my life. Okay. My son was a professional jazz player, and um, we have a band that's played around uh, in East Lansing uh, for dancing for about 20 years and so okay. on. And uh, about maybe, I guess, 12 years ago, 
there was a new group of council members who came into office. I was a chair of the East Lansing Arts Commission. And uh, we met the, with a group together and they said, there's two things we really want to do here. We want to get a great film. We want to get a film society going. Okay. And we want to get a jazz festival. All right. Well, very lucky that just about maybe a month after this meeting, uh, someone comes to town uh, who uh, had been running a jazz festival in, in San Francisco for about 15 years. Okay. So Susan got a hold of this, uh, and we had a tremendous jazz festival. Now it's one of the best in the state. All right. We've sort of gradually worked on the Summer Solstice Jazz Festival. And originally we got the idea because one of the members of the Arts Commission had just come back from Europe. And uh, in Northern Europe, you know, they have um, six months of light and day and so right. on. Right. So Summer Solstice is a big thing, and it goes 24 hours. Oh, cool. wow. So we got the name Summer Solstice from that. And originally we started with the idea of the, the Riverwalk, I mean the uh, Circle Theater, Summer Circle Theater at the Rock. Okay. At the, and we said, well, we'll come on after that, and we'll go all night. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> well, the Summer Circle Theater, they had this idea that come rain or come shine. They don't have any, it's all, uh, you know, uh, uh, they don't have any electrical, um, uh, it's all, uh, acoustic. Acoustic. Okay. And so, uh, they're not worried about rain. But right. the first week we were, the time we were first doing it was threatening rain and we got all these <laughs> electrical equipment. So we go across to, uh, festival at Erickson Hall. All right. And All then right. it was quite interesting. We got students coming in. First, there was a group of people who just finished seeing the plays. Uh-huh. Then after they had families and so on. Then afterward, we get the kids coming in from the bars, and they would go on all night. Okay. Sometimes they were drunk people, and at one time there was a train <laughs> out, outside. Sometimes, but not very often, But I'm the sure. the city said they want to get people downtown, so before okay. long, we got to Ann Street. And uh, so we've been there since then. And for the first 10 years, it was a single day okay uh and our plan has been to make it grow all the time right and uh, a couple of years ago we finally had contact with mike brand who heads the uh morton center He's very okay. much interested yes. in jazz okay and he said you got to think big and he had a patent there for uh great lakes jazz festival he says it's going to be the biggest jazz festival in the state we're going to work into that he's still got that same idea now but he's using summer solstice okay and so Gradually, we began to get more famous musicians. We got more finances. Okay. And we really do now have a a festival for the two days as good as any in in the state. Yeah, Yeah, sure. It's really a first-class jazz festival now. It's it's worked its way up, and it's it's one of the biggest ones in the state now. That's really cool. Now, when the jazz artists come in, do they come to the state and then just go from festival and festival to play, or...? Well, we we had some that were touring, and that's the way it often goes. Like, you know... Just like the wild animals survive in the zoos, uh, <laughs> jazz survives in the university and in festivals. Right. And it is true for most of the big festivals that the people who play, perform in them are on a cycle. Okay. Uh, we have some. Uh, there's probably two groups here uh, that are part of that cycle. I think the Hot Club and Sophie Millman. Uh, but uh, uh, so we actually have people that we've cultivated uh, Straight Ahead does some some uh, scheduling through with other festivals too, but most of the ones that we have are actually have a, uh, a personal association with this particular festival. Okay. So it's very important to them as well as it is to us, and they they stay and watch the whole thing and and give us a lot of advice and 
They've advised us a lot about the sound system and everything else. And each year we've really taken it very seriously and we've really worked at it. And uh, we're yeah. very proud of it. And I think that people who come to it really enjoy it. Absolutely. It's, it's, I think it's great because we have a jazz program here on the That's station. That's the thing. See, we have such an yeah. excellent jazz program here. Yeah. And uh, they don't have much going on in the summer. They right. don't have enough going on. And so the reason why we have the, the the MSU Music School program working with us, as well as the Wharton Center, is because they've always wanted to have a good summer thing. And right now, if if we get the City Center 2 project, one of the things is to have an auditorium. And when uh, Michael Brand from uh, Wharton Center, who's going to run that, uh, talked about it, the second thing he said we want to use it for is for Summer Solstice uh, uh, jazz, jazz Festival. Festival. Okay, great. Well, how long has it, this been happening? How long has it been going on? Well, this is the 12th year. Yep, 12th. since uh, I think it was 1996. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Um, now, you said that uh, you were, you're a jazz player as well. What do you well, play? Well, I'm kind of an amateur saxophone. You're a sax player. All right. I was good enough to get my son into it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Tone, uh, I went to Cass Tech at the time okay. when almost all the great musicians from Detroit were students there. And uh-huh. I didn't know at the time because they were a lot better than I was. I didn't realize I was judging myself <laughs> by some pretty. Right. So I realized I had to get into something else. I, ended, I became an anthropologist and a philosopher. And uh, I said, I'll leave the jazz playing to people that are better than I am. But I've always been uh, concerned with uh, the responsibility. This is our great American heritage. Absolutely. And the thing that's wonderful about it is even though we no longer have the dance halls and the radio stations and it's no longer the popular music as it used to be of America, nevertheless, transmitting our heritage right now because of the fact that every major university now has someone like Rodney Whitaker here. Yep. That's a person who could be very well on the road anywhere. He, he's played in every country. Lincoln Center, you know, sacrificed to let him come to us and so on. Well, practically every university has someone like that. Correct, yeah. And so they start out with students now who have better chops than they used to have before. And they're taught the tricks that they used to have to learn on the road. Because they have a guy like Rod DeWitter who's the been no, on the, the road. knows all that, right. <laughs> and so, in a certain sense... We're doing a better job of transmitting this heritage than almost anything else of America. The only problem is um, these people don't have a lot of work when they get out of school. Right. They have this. So right now, there's probably more good jazz musicians in every part of the country than there ever were. But you don't have the clubs and you don't have the radio stations and the dance halls that you had before. And so almost all of them are doing what people are doing here, trying to create opportunities. And yeah. one of them is the festivals. Yeah, and I think that's So great. the reason why I'm so much involved with this, being a person who supporting jazz has been one of the main uh, goals of my life, right. is the fact that one of the best ways you can contribute to the to the preservation of this great heritage. One thing I loved hearing these people talking about the, the powwow. The powwow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, in yeah. a certain sense, that's so crucial that they're preserving this most important thing that America has given to the world. This is maybe the second most important thing. And the festivals right now is a way of preserving something that's really important. I think that that's great. I am a I am a huge jazz fan. I listen to our program here on the Impact whenever whenever yeah, it's music, on. Right? Um, in fact, I think that there really is no better combination. Maybe maybe cheese on a pizza with pepperoni. That's a pretty good combination. <laughs> but I think jazz music and a good glass of red wine, I don't think that there's anything better yeah. on the face of the planet. And I, I would have had, I used to have a pipe. 
Okay. Oh yeah. Fine. And, right. and now I don't do that anymore. But <laughs> that's good. I still think of doing it. Right. Of and the thing is so incredible. The first time I met Rodney Whitaker, before we had the jazz program, he was here as an adjunct. Uh, he said he just got back from Par- from Japan, and he said it was wonderful and everything else. He said, but I had to use a gas mask. <laughs> yeah. So I yeah. thought to myself, it was incredible, you know, because I came up from Detroit like he did, you know, maybe 20 years earlier. Sure. And, you know, I, I never was in a jazz club. I mean, with everybody wasn't smoking. I mean, every piano had burned spots. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I remember seeing Dexter Gordon playing a saxophone with a cigarette right out of his hand and oh while he was goodness. playing and so on. Yeah. And I thought to myself, here's a, 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 a first, probably one of the best jazz players now coming out of Detroit. And when he was in a smoke-filled auditorium, he needed a gas mask. Yeah. How the world has changed. Yeah, it really, you know, and it's it continues to change in that respect. And that's a and, very important way because we lost so many great jazz. We yeah. just We lost nine last year. Yeah. The result of smoke. Yeah. It, it really is unfortunate. We used to loon before because of heroin. And and now we begin to lose. We're losing them because. And so I'm so glad that you know they finally got a chance. They never liked it. I mean, you know, when Sonny Wilkinson first came here, she was one of the first people. She would be in an audience and she would say, "Do you mind if I breathe?" You know, she would say to somebody, "Call them out right on their smoking." <laughs> Musicians out. have always, you know, uh, uh, a lot of them have hated having it there. Sure, well, yeah, to, but you know, they to, to get a gig of any kind, right? You put up with anything, but Sonny used. To, <laughs> well, and now I, they're not smoking. Yeah, and I I think that that's a, a really positive advance, you know, for right. states so I don't that mind the nostalgia that. of the emission. oh sure oh sure well you can hold it empty doesn't yeah. mean you have to have anything lit <laughs> exactly. inside of it you know just, just right. for remembering sakes right. um, tell us a little bit let's get back if we can to the jazz festival itself mm-hmm. uh, some of the performers that are going to be there now um, how many of them are from MSU or the the immediate area here. Well, the, the, uh, there's two groups, but uh, we have um, We've got the, the uh, well, professors from, of jazz. Yeah, professors of jazz, and then with, they're playing with Sophie Millman, so okay. they're kind of a local group. Sonny and we Wilkinson. Have the, we have interlude stages. The, we have a half hour between the main acts, okay. and we have a stage on the side. And these are always some of the best people from the MSU jazz program. Okay, great. Yeah, we've yeah. got, we've got students playing in between the acts uh, while the stage. And sometimes the audience like them as well, if not more than the main act. Yeah. So we do have a good MSU, and then we have some people who are working in Detroit and other places who were former students. Okay. And uh, yeah, we've so got Detroit tenors and Detroit the tenors has four people that used to be and uh, uh, the uh, people two in the straight ahead. And uh, so there are quite a few people from MSU That's great. and the jazz program at, at, at U of M and Western Michigan, which until Rodney got here, used to be the best jazz program in the state. Right. And they still think they are best. Right. But we know that MSU now is the number one in the country. Okay. Yeah. Rodney brought Rodney yeah, brought the. No, he brought all the people from Lincoln Center. Okay. When he first got his job here, you know, he had a part of his clause. He could go with the Lincoln Center anytime. They needed to got go on the road and All so right. on, and then little by little, you know, uh, 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 went Marcellus has always said Roddy's my first choice. Well, now we've got his first choice in a trumpeter. We've got his first choice as a, oh, a, a, a alto player and so that's on. That's excellent. And they said, you know, like Rodney did, I got a family, and if I can actually perform at the same artistic level as I could there. But I can be near at a place where I can uh, have my kids going to school and something like that. Sure. 
so uh, it's great for for these people, and it's just wonderful for us because you'd never be able to uh, to recruit people like that. Yeah. And you know, we don't talk about it very much, but this was one of the main things that this. I won't mention her name, but a dean of arts and letters, Wendy. I'll say the rest of it, but she she, she was the one who first made uh, a, a, a program where you could get a degree in jazz studies. Good. We've always had, as long as I came to this university in the middle 60s, we had tremendous jazz programs. Uh, you know, Ron Newman started it, and we had two or three uh, excellent, but we never had a jazz program where they could get degrees in it. Right. And Wendy started giving, uh, you know, these people got professorships or associate professorships without having the standard kind of academic credentials. Right. And well, part of the reason for that is that a tremendous add to the, the diversity of our uh, staff. A, well, thank you to Wendy for, for doing that sort she of thing. Is, just a, Let's review really quickly. That is this weekend. Yep, Friday um, and Saturday. Friday and Saturday. 4.30 to 10.30. Both days? Both days. Okay, and the location exactly? It is Lot 1, which is kind of on the corner of Albert and Abbott Road. Uh, right. right, right behind Beggar's Banquet, across from Harper's Restaurant. Right in the heart a, of, uh, and yeah. they can park in the uh, fest, the the uh, what's the name of that one, the uh, the garage that's on. Uh, oh, there's a Grove, Grove Street ramp. Grove Street oh, ramp. Oh, right, right. Is that the yeah, one that looks Harper. like a gerbil or a hamster? No, no, not, no that's, that's not the, the hamster cage. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, I'm new here, so that's how everybody yeah, right. is yeah. near the gerbil. Thing? Yeah, everybody knows about yeah. that. Yeah. Well, I do also want to just say thank you again for. To Dublin Square because I actually used to work there. And oh yeah, I I love everybody that works there. The, I do the too. management's cool. The owners are cool, and uh, I have such a positive uh, feeling about that place. They, so they, I'm really glad oh, yeah. to hear that they're involved in. Uh, yeah, they're definitely they give back to the community as well as a lot of our sponsors yeah. that make the festival possible. Yeah, so. that's awesome. Well, yeah. very good, gentlemen. I thank you both for being here. And uh, I have a I have a, an English sports car that uh, that I'm going to have photographed the Dublin Square. Uh, you know, it's with a right hand drive and so yeah, on. Yeah, what, what, yeah. Uh, what's the brand? It's a Morgan. A Morgan, okay, yeah. yeah. All right, good. Yeah. Is that going to be there this weekend? Well, yeah. All right, so come out. And <laughs> if, if jazz isn't enough of a yeah, draw, I, come I see the Morgan. I park it right up next to All yeah. right, excellent. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for being well, here. I really appreciate it. Once again, that is the uh, Summer Solstice Jazz Festival taking place this weekend. And uh, it sounds like a really, really uh, good time. And very quickly, I will just say that is at no cost to right. anyone who would like to come. So very quickly, uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we're going to be right back with Jeff, who's going to tell us all about his trip. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. Attention shoppers, if anyone is missing a rather plump set of love handles, please come to the customer service counter and claim them. The ample love handles were lost in the produce department where their former owner had purchased fruits and veggies to munch on during the big game. Thank you and have a good day. Small step number 81, snack on fruits and veggies. It's just one of the many small steps you can take to get healthy. Learn more at www.smallstep.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Saturday nights from 8 p.m. until 2 a.m., tune into the cultural vibe to hear the best in both local and national hip-hop, plus live mixing on the ones and twos. Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9. 
the impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, yeah, I uh, I am new as the host to this show, and uh, I do sometimes forget that this is a call-in show. So <laughs> I know, I'm sorry, I'm, Autumn's laughing at me through the window. Um, if any of you have questions, feel free to call in, and uh, I will do my best as the show host to answer the questions for you, but uh, more than likely, I'm just going to direct you to the individual <laughs> web pages because... I was not doing my job, and I forgot that uh, it was a call-in show. Well, Jeff is uh, my last guest today, and uh, he and I were just chatting about how popular Summer Solstice weekend was, and I had no idea so much stuff was going on this weekend. Uh, all three of the last guests have their uh, uh, events happening, so uh, you can't not you can't be bored this weekend. I mean, that's pretty much. You're pretty lame if what, you're bored. Yeah, you're pretty lame if you're bored. And then we were saying you were saying you could go to the powwow first, take a little walk down the river trail, and nope. then find yourself up in Old Town. There so. you go, the uh, river walk to Old Town. All right, cool. Um, I am joined by Jeff Fuller, and uh, Jeff, uh, are you a student here or? Uh, yes, you, I you... just graduated in the fall. Oh, so. okay. Congratulations! Thank a you. lot of graduates coming in today. Um, you are, um, well, there's a couple of different reasons, uh, that you're here and you have an interest in, uh, you know, the station. Let's start with that very quickly and then we'll work into your trip. Yeah. You, uh, you're, um, looking at the idea of possibly beginning a station or talking with somebody, Station? uh, like a radio station or uh, not so no, no. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, tell us a little bit about, uh, what you are doing now. You, right. uh, you took a, an intern or. A yeah, study abroad. Ba- yeah, basically, uh, well, 2007 in the spring, I decided to go to India for a study abroad program. And, well, yeah, currently now I'm kind of being a program coordinator, helping out um, Mary Andrews, the program I guess, director, um, okay. for a trip of students coming from India, spending a month at MSU. Okay. So I'm kind of their tour guide. All right. For no, it's, that's it's, where my mis so. my misunderstanding oh, came from. It, I was like, somehow it. is there a radio station? In <laughs> yeah. Del- Del- Dude, that, that would be really cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like, I'd love to do that. But so yeah, um, but... your uh, your study abroad turned into uh, yeah. obviously more. Yeah, so basically a nice nice summer job and get to basically re-experience you know a lot of the social differences because you know you're talking to these girls and they're straight from. Delhi, where I was from, and it's cool, and a lot of them, a lot of them are friends with people that I knew. So right. So tell us a little bit about the program. Then it, they come for a month. Um, a- yeah, their program. They're here for a month, and they just they study all sorts of things about American culture, and it's it's a lot different from you know what they may have expected it to be too, because they they're bombarded with the media over oh, there, which is um, they glamorize a lot of the things coming from america and everyone just wants to be that way it seems so they come here and they're like wow that's not really that great yeah it's not it's not that cool right (laughs) um tell us uh let's get back to your trip very quickly um definitely when you when you first got there tell us about some of your impressions like you obviously were interested in going somewhere did you choose Mm -hmm. that specifically did you just close your eyes and put Mm -hmm. your finger down on the map how did you choose no. Well, I think there was probably a list of like five different countries. I think China was one of them, Japan, um, and I don't really remember the other ones. I still want to go there. <laughs> right, right. There's a bunch more now that I want to sure. go to. But it was basically, I, I as an engineer, um, 
the study broad choices, like they were pretty much specific to a certain type of engineering major. And I actually went on the Russia study abroad trip, you know, 2005. Okay. It was over a summer, and that was like pretty much the only one that I could get credits for that I could use. Right. This India trip was nice because it offered like the ISS and IAH classes that I had saved for this purpose, basically. Right, right. And I was like, you know, India, that sounds incredible. Like, I don't know much about it at all. Yeah. I know basically it's Jungle Book, and right. that's like <laughs> seriously right? okay. just getting started. And um, so. And then, you know, kind of adventurous person in general, so... Yeah, I was going to say, that probably makes it more exciting that you have absolutely exactly. no idea where you're going, what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. All right, tell Some us, um, what was your, your favorite experience over there? Favorite How long were you there? I was there for three and a half months, I think. Okay. So I spent about two months in Delhi, like the capital city. Right. Um, which is huge, and you can... You could spend like a year there, I think. Just there's so many monuments and different things to do. Right. Um, it's a very cultural based yeah, city, yeah. right? Um, and then we went up to, they call them the, in the hills. We would call them mountains around here, but they call right. them the hills. <laughs> Anyways, up in like pretty much near the, like in the Himalayas. Right. So we spent a month there and um, just kind of went on like internships and saw how the uh, non government organizations were working in those areas. Oh, wow. So. Most students actually just spend a month in Delhi and then go to, you know, up in the hills for the rest of the trip. But okay. I stayed in Delhi, stayed at IIT, an engineering school, and okay. learned how they made biogas, I guess. Biogas. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, coming from a non-engineer, yeah. I have no idea what that is, and yeah, probably there an hour it would take to yeah. describe what that Basically, is. Basically, it's just taking cow um, stuff. Instead of just putting on your plants, you process it first so you get a fuel Okay. And it breaks down the, um, basically um, controls the methane that goes in the atmosphere, which is oh. really good. And then you get in turn to use it you for get energy. energy. So. Oh, well, very cool. Um, what uh, when you're there and you decide that you're going on this uh, study abroad program, mm-hmm. you said that uh, most students went into the Himalayas. Mm-hmm. You just you decided to stay. Is it not regimented? I mean, you can kind of choose. Um, basically, it's it's set up where you have a, basically a month orientation in Delhi. Getting used to kind of like the culture, the foods, how to find things, how to, you know, just live in India. Sure, Um, sure. And then you're kind of guided at that point a little bit. And then the next two months, you basically have these internship things that get set up with these NGOs, um, the non-government organizations, where they, you know, they basically just help out the community, teach them how to farm and, like, not use fertilizer. Just different things to, you know to keep them on the right track. So everyone kind of goes on these internships. I, you know, as an engineer, though, um, there's another engineer actually on the trip, too, and he went to this one, and that was the one I wanted to go to a little bit. And I wanted to stay in Delhi and see the big school and stuff. So I just did my internship in Delhi, right. basically. So. so essentially what you're saying is there just really isn't enough time to do everything you want to do. Yeah, basically. Anyway. I wanted to spread out. So. Um, would you go back? Definitely. Definitely. I'm, I'm thinking about going this Christmas. I don't know. I have a friend who's getting married, and he's going to have his wedding ceremony there. And I'm actually going to be in France at that time. So it's oh, a of course bit, you are. A little bit closer. <laughs> so you're like Mr. Jet Setter. You're all uh, over the place. Yeah, right now I am. All right. Is this no? Wait. This guy's getting married. Is this your friend that you met yeah, there? Actually, no. He's a friend that I met at work because um, I work at this research complex down kind of south of. East Lansing, um, for engineering stuff. Right. And 
it was it's it was so it was so cool to go on that trip because I met him the summer after I got back and like you know I could understand where he was coming from I knew all about that stuff and so I mean we've been good friends we just hang out work all the time and right so I think he's probably gonna get, be getting married over there pretty just soon. because he saw it and it was so beautiful he wants to get married there oh no no he's actually from India oh he's from India okay <laughs> that's where I, that's where the misconfusion I was like. <laughs> How does somebody choose? I mean, I know it's beautiful, but how do you choose? You know, to ship your whole family, right? Out there, you know, what, by the way, party. we're we're all going to Delhi. Yeah. Um, well, that's cool. And you're going to be in France for what? Uh, grad school. Okay. All right. Georgia Tech Satellite School. Good so. for you. Uh, you are a uh, you are quite a brainy fellow. I'm going to go ahead and. Uh, Sometimes. Yeah. All right. Well, that's cool. Hey, we uh, more power to you. We need all of the. Uh, bio everything that we can get at this point um what did you i mean obviously when you take a study abroad you get something out of it every single mm-hmm. time what would you say that you was the one thing that you came home with from delhi that just I was, it's what you always yeah. think of when you think of delhi um i would just say like there's so many things like um all right okay just put the major one yeah. i would say the lessons you learn about yourself okay um, because, you know, studying abroad is not easy. Like, there's so many things you have to learn. You have to learn their culture while taking classes at the same time. I mean, it's totally doable and it's excellent, but it's, it's difficult. And there are a lot of things, I mean, about India that are, you know, difficult for, you know, me at least going into it. That, right. You know, it took me a lot to get used to it and you get stressed out sometimes too, because you're, it's all new and everything like that, and it's hard to you might you might get like sick in your stomach or something because yeah. you're not used to the spices sure, or whatever. Yeah. And you you learn a lot about yourself, and then you come back, and it takes a few months to unload that. You know, yeah. maybe it takes a year. It takes a long time, and like that's why I would say the mo- that's that's the thing that I keep on remembering is what I learned about myself because you keep on learning things about yourself and how you reacted in different situations. Maybe you didn't like how you reacted right, right, right. and you're Maybe embarrassed you about it. that a little bit better. Yeah. So that's the major thing. And okay. then also, I mean, it's like taking your, your ISS and your IHH, a, IAS, ISS and IAH classes. You have to, re- you're required to take those classes. So right. why not take them in a country? Where, right. Why read a book when you could be there, uh, I guess, yeah. was my whole view on Listen, it. Listen, I think that that is an excellent view. Um, I I love Indian food, so I'm very familiar with the there spices. Um, and uh, every time I eat it, you know, I suffer. That's just the way that it is. <laughs> but it's worth it because it's so good. Um, I guess really quick, we have about a minute left, so I'm going to wrap this up. But how, sure. how are you received by the people there in general? I mean, oh, excellent, just, excellent. No no hatred nothing that you might experience in other places it's, yeah they love americans there like we are the best they wanted to learn just as much yes. about you as you wanted to learn yes. about them. and they're and also guest is you know the i don't know god basically to them right right but always guest first so oh that's really really cool well jeff i uh i and Sorry, we appreciate you for coming in and <laughs> telling us about it. i feel like you could come back and tell us a little bit more you have to come back and tell us about france probably yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then i'm sure you'll be going to japan or somewhere after that so um thank you to all the listeners you have been listening to exposure here on the impact 89 fm i'm your host Dedestin. we will be back here next week i'm going to turn the show over to is it is doug here today He's here! All right! To Doug and Karina for the Progressive Torch and Twang. Thank you for listening to The Impact.
Thanks for listening to this evening's Exposure, only on 88.9 The Impact.